0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Now, let us try once again to have Alistair Anderson talk to us on the show. Alistair, are you with us? Yes, I am. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, it uh, is uh, interesting. I'll uh, that uh, later. miracle. Amazing. All right, Alistair, so let's get into it. Cultural stuff that is going on at the moment. Uh, you always bring us the best and the brightest. What is Blonde, Blonde, so it's, it's, it's called it's Blonde, blonde movie, Marilyn yeah. Monroe. Sorry, I did. Yeah, I, I, so it's a new movie, but
1: it's not actually a true biopic. It's more like an inspired story based on a novel which won the Pulitzer Prize in the year 2000. And it kind of envisages um, how people treated Marilyn Monroe and how she's really mistreated by society. So it's more of a horror film, if you will, know, than a biography and that's just come out on Netflix this past Wednesday. And it's getting all kinds of mixed reactions. Um, and as honest plays the, the lead, it's a Roman And her performance is really good, but a lot of people are not even getting through the first hour just because of the harrowing things that happen in the film. It's beautifully
0: shot. So when you say a horror film, you mean literally that it's a, that it's like a horror in the, in the sort of blood and gore sense of, of, of the idea? No,
1: i, I it's, a, it's it's almost like a, a study in mental degradation and mental pain. So it's like a psychological horror, if you will. I think that's the new kind of horror. It's not pretty trigger. It's something more than that.
0: Very, very interesting. Okay, well, if you're into that kind of a show, then uh, Blonde Marilyn Monroe uh, is something that you may want to be watching. Now, Alistair, Trevor Noah, he's leaving The Daily Show. What kind of legacy do you think he leaves after seven years at the helm of one of America's biggest comedy daily specials
1: i think it's uh, i think it's a good legacy i think what's happened is he you know he, he came in just after john stewart and he's obviously not american himself so he had to kind of learn the american humor and he did quite quickly alistair
0: yeah alistair are you still with us um
1: yeah so he, he kind of came in and had to learn american humor he yeah, had to learn american humor um and kind of get the cultural diecast very quickly, um, you know not being a traditional American comedian, but he is now leaving because he wants to be more stand up and I think take pressure off himself from a political point of view.
0: now he is doing a tour of uh, South Africa and a few other places. Uh, are there tickets still that one can get to go see him?
1: Yes, yeah, so the tickets are about to go on sale there's a number of shows um, and yeah so he's kind of it's like a homecoming tour and then I have to be able to tour the UK, etc. You know, there's a lot of time now. Um, cause, cause the thing of daily shows, it's very demanding. You have to write that stuff on a daily basis with a whole group of writers. So yeah, I think it's, just, it's a nice break breakthrough. What's interesting is who's going to replace him. Um, you know, it's really not clear. Maybe we'll have a, sure, who knows, you know, a female daily show host. Um, it really could be anything. It kind of has to reflect the, the American guys. So, and you know, right now, you know, America's in a very, obviously, fairly uncertain place. James Corden's also leaving late night TV. So you could have a whole shake-up in entertainment in the States. I think that also is kind of related to it. And it's unlikely that Kevin Noah was ever going to stick around for that long because I think also just the way that uh, it's kind of moved now is that things are popular for a while and they change way more quickly than Johnny Carson or on you know, TV.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and and the late, I mean late-night comedy used to be something that was kind of very specific, and you had a few show hosts, but now it's actually become a much wider field. There's a lot of other people who who can actually do this kind of thing, and so it's not uh, as uh, perhaps uh, yeah, standard I mean, as thing, we were before.
1: Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's easy now, relatively easy to set up your own YouTube channel, it's your own late like, night show, sure you can get attached to someone like HBO, etc., so etc., so compete with someone else. I mean, Chelsea handlers doing it, and others like Colby is obviously big. So it's just a lot of competition, um, and, and I think that's what's happening now. Um, they're really trying to look for unique content. But yeah, there's a bit of a shock that Kevin O decided to go so quickly because, I mean, he was I say, on the top of his game. But uh, I just yeah, I just wonder if he's a bit tired of the, <laughs> the political landscape. You know, how many jokes can you make about Donald Trump or Joe Biden or whatever else is going on? You know, he's done what he's good. yet also see that he's dating Dua Lipa now, and she's based in the UK, so maybe
0: it's an excuse to get to London and away from crazy American life. Yeah, I can go to, to crazy British life instead. Okay, well, good luck to Trevor Noah, uh, a boy key from in this area, uh, so we wish him well. Now, traditionally, this time of the year is Halloween. Uh, Alistair talking about horror. Uh, is, that, is that a thing that even happens in South Africa? I mean, it definitely
1: does from the point of view that uh, you know, kids dress up for or treat. Um, you know, and it's a huge American pagan uh, festival actually but it's, we've picked that up I think into our culture you know we've adopted a lot of cultures Halloween being one of them and I think that given that it happens close to summer for us you know we people can't get on the street I think people want to get out this year again you know we've been cooped up a bit kind of after COVID now so I think you will see quite a few events that are happening for Halloween I know Katie's Palace for example is not really a kids event that's, that's just an example of a bar kind of restaurant that's hosting a Halloween event towards the end of the month, and you'll see many of them picking up. So yeah, I think Halloween very much is something, and then you'll see a number of movies coming out, like the the, the final Halloween movie is coming out. That Halloween ends this Lee Curtis, You know, chasing Michael Myers, um, and the new Halloween is actually coming out this week, which is a, a kind of a reimagining of Halloween. If you remember that live Barker horror movie with Pinhead in it, um, it's very gory. So I think is it most a bit of a uh, love for the eighties again
0: as it's coming back. Oh, the eighties. Very, very interesting. Okay, so that is horror. And so more horror. I don't know. is, is did you not know if you, you put this list together with a particular horror theme related um Alistair, but it's uh, yeah. but now it's the Rocky Horror. Uh Rocky Horror event coming up. What what is that all about?
1: So we so the parts we can I am did a little bit of a shout out to it, um, was a jump to the left. This was a like a live watching of the rock Orchestra Show and that's just taking place it was posted by Alter Egos I went to it and it was great we all sort of sat there addressed up and then the, you know, there were actors and characters who would dance around and run around you know, the place and screams and strokings and sort of like while we watched the movie it was really entertaining and um, that's when I said shout out to Alter Egos which hosted posted that day at Rustic and hopefully we can have more things like this in South Africa where you can have like live into, you know, movie screenings which are interactive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, an interesting point you make. And of course, Rocky Horror as a franchise is so good at that particular thing. It was always, even again, as you say, in the 80s, uh, people used to pitch up with water pistols and dressed in a certain way. And yeah, exactly. the, so it's, it is a very good kind of format for this sort of hybrid event in that in that way.
1: Yeah, precisely that. And I think we should see more of them. In- it's actually the, the longest-running film ever is The Rocky Horror Picture Show, and one of the most incredibly successful also. It was made for about a million dollars, and it's made half a billion And it came out in the 70s. Uh,
0: that's, that's, that's very interesting, it's, it's a, and such a strange show as well. <laughs> it's amazing that it did uh, so, so well, especially at the time. Uh, okay, so Rocky Horror Events. Now, The Woman King has come out. I actually went to go see it over the weekend, I have to say. Uh, I thought it was quite impressive. Uh, good cast, good music, um, interesting piece of historical fiction. Uh, I, I, it was a little bit long for my liking and, and a, a smidgen woke, I thought. But other than that, I actually thought quite a nice film and an important piece of history that it was telling.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's um, done, I think, a bit better than, and even a lot better than it was expected um, in Hollywood. You know, it's being picked up quite well in American cinemas, um, and it's being pushed now heavily for Oscars. So obviously, there's going to be a lot of campaigning around it. Uh, things like Ola Davis, who's in the role in the movie, a number of other actors and actresses are being pushed for, obviously, best actors and best supporting actors. Um, and hopefully it'll, you know, it'll be seen a lot on our screens, too. I mean, it's very much an African story you know, based on truth, and I think an original story. And that's not just another story about political anguish or colonialism or a passage, you know, it's, it's a fresh story that people can be proud of and inspired by, and I think that's a
0: really cool thing. Yeah, you know, just to give people context, it's about the Kingdom of Dahomey, which is where modern-day Benin yep. is, uh, and and they had historically a band of part of their army was an all-woman unit uh, that used to be the king's guard, uh, and exactly. and this yeah. this was a, a kingdom that engaged in the slave trade and had to work with uh, colonialist uh, the French and the British and had other tribes to worry about. And it's kind of a story set in that particular time. And it, it, I think it's quite well done in that they sort of try and represent the culture in in a sort of smart way, which I thought was, was pretty good.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. And it's, I said formed filmed in Cape Town. Yes. A large part of it. Um, it's got seven gazes and African actors and a number of other, a lot of other African talents. And if nothing else, they're able to launch new careers. You know, for young and actresses in, well, for a, in SA and abroad. I mean, it, it also showcases again play kind of a, a world-class filming location. I mean, that's very exciting So, I think uh, maybe as, you know, as a sort of SA community, you, you need to embrace the film and watch it because something's come out that's good, unique, original, and new, and I, I think it's definitely worth to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would I would encourage people to go and see it as well. I, I actually, I did enjoy it quite a lot, some of my quibbles with the plot notwithstanding Uh, and our final horror uh, for the segment uh, (laughs) Alistair, is is Joburg's decaying city now we have a new mayor, who I have to say I'm not uh, already particularly impressed with I thought that the previous administration was doing very well and was trying very hard and I'm not at all convinced that uh, that these new guys are going to do anything helpful at all but what's your view on, on, on the on the sense of where Joburg is at as a city?
1: I just think it's quite worrying because what's gonna happen now is all the city officials are you gonna know, have to meet their suppliers and each other again and they sort of restart their policies, et cetera. Et cetera. I'm hoping that a lot of it carries over. But as you know, this, it just it just creates more inefficiency and yeah, let's just hope that things are trying to improve, like home affairs and you know, being your license and, and your you know, passports and IDs and things. Hopefully that'll you know, those new systems will work. I mean, they're trying to digitize everything. So, yeah, there's a little bit of a horror movie when suddenly your mayor is on a Friday afternoon like that. <laughs> um, and I saw the new mayor says you should just cook with gas and not uh, use electricity. I mean, yo, yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of dangers around kerosene and gas in South Africa. I think it's well documented what's happened to underprivileged people with that. So this is how things get together. But yeah, <laughs> I think, um, on that note, rather, Rather watch your horrors on Netflix and in the movies than um, there, <laughs> try and cue at
0: Home Affairs. Yeah, there you go. Ho, 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 home Affairs, the horror. Uh, that is the next movie that Alistair Anderson will be bringing to us. Alistair, thank you so much for joining us. Mazel tov, once again on your award, and we'll chat to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Dejan. Sorry for the text. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, That's uh, Alistair Anderson. He's our cultural critic that comes on. Uh, and award-winning property writer from this weekend, Alistair Anderson, and I am Benji Shulman. This is 101.9 High FM.